Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon you. This is your sister Aisha Ladan, host of Manifest Resilience, an Islamic blog and podcast where I feature contemporary Islamic art and Muslim artists that are fully showing up and sharing their gifts and talents with the world. It is February 6, 2020, and on tonight's episode of Manifest Your Brilliance, we sit with Jumat Kinshi, CEO of Jade's a clothing company, and Zahra, based out of Brooklyn, New York. We learn about her love for design and how her baby line became popular through her Facebook group. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself and um, how you got started. Hmm. Let me see. How, where do I start? Uh, my name is Jumat. I'm originally from New York City. My parents are from Africa. They're, they're actually from Nigeria. I'm a, I'm a, I grew up from a large family. Um, I'm an easy I'm an easygoing kind of person. I'm mostly an introvert. Um, I like arts. I like creative things. I like graphics, graphic design. I like fashion. You know, I like to do braids and stuff like that. Um, I'm a fashion designer. I started um, fashion when I was younger. I'm a little nervous here, so just give me some time. It's okay, no, no problem. <laughs> Everybody's always nervous. They're like, oh my gosh. It's really good practice if you, when you do your stories, just like show your face and be like, hi, and then show something else, show your work. That's how I um, stop being nervous on camera is just do my stories. And after I built relationships with everybody that was following me, I was like, oh, I know who they are. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not as nervous now, <laughs> but it take it does take time. Exactly. So, um, I actually started, um, fashion design. Um, actually, let me just go back a little bit. My mom taught me how to knit a little bit and no, I'm sorry. Yeah. She taught me how to knit. She told me how to hand sew a little bit here and there. Um, what's interesting is that she told me that, um, my father, Rahim Allah, um, taught her how to knit. So then, oh, you know, she taught me how to knit. But I wasn't really too serious about it. I actually got serious at the age of 16 when I started learning how to crochet first. Um, how it all started was I was crocheting a blanket. And I thought it was an ugly baby blanket. It had <laughs> a bunch of different colors. And then, um, you know, this lady that I know, she was interested in that blanket. She was like, I'll pay for it, right? And I wasn't so sure. So then, um, you know, one of the girls in the neighborhood that I know, she said, look, you're making money right there. You know, she was just suggesting. So I was like, okay, you know, and then that's when I actually, you know, started selling baby blankets. At, um, my first um, company was called Daydream Blankets. So I would make, you know, baby blankets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I um, started making purses, uh, bikinis, um, Two tops and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, I um, there was an ad that I saw on um, Craigslist about a fashion show, a competition in Brooklyn, and I, you know, I joined, I participated, and a hundred a lot I won. I was just, just shocked and stuff like that. So oh, I yeah. had and hundred a lot. So even before then, I had um. During the show, I even had like people that was interested in it, and there was these ladies that were buyers. And at that time, I I wasn't too familiar with the term buyers as, as opposed to customers that want to buy something. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Um, I had um, ladies that wanted to purchase it and then sell it at the store, but you know, I never follow up because I wasn't really much of an entrepreneur, entrepreneur as as much as I am now. Right. Uh, what else? That was in 2004. So let's just fast forward. Um, you know, I was still selling. I was still crocheting. I was I was on and off. I wasn't. Um, how do I, how do I say it? I was still holding on to my business. I was just doing money here and there while I was going to school and stuff like that and working. So mm-hmm. um, fast forward. I um I had to stop crocheting because you know of my hand and stuff like that, and I didn't know where else I was gonna go with it because I kind of didn't want to go sewing in a way, mm-hmm. but um I decided to like do accessories like hats and scarves and handbags and stuff like that, um but it really wasn't going to where I was going to, so I shut that down. And um, somewhere in like 2000, and I think 14 or 2015, I decided to um, make um, baby clothes. So mm-hmm. I was experimenting here and there, and um, I started this um, this Facebook group. And when I was experimenting, I tried to come up with designs, and I showed a design where. It had a faux pocket on what is it the right side of the um onesie mm-hmm. and it was a kente print with a stitched applique with a button and i got a good feedback from it i was like okay let me just make that outfit and i also asked how much would they pay for um uh, a baby set so i got a good amount of response and then mm-hmm. i started making them and I got a good, res- uh, a good response from it. I was making um, sales off of it. And then um, there was this customer. Oh, am I? Oh, my God. I just, oh, my goodness. Am I? Do you want to ask me the next question? I just No, no. Keep, going. No, keep going. <laughs> All right, I'm, so. I'm, I'm here just to learn about your journey. And everybody wants to know. Because what we're going to do is after we record the live, it's going to be on a podcast so people can listen to it later. Mm-hmm. Um, people will people will listen to it and I'll send you a link and you can share it. So everybody wants to know, you know, your journey. Cause sometimes people think, oh, I start this business and it, it just, it goes, it's successful. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, they don't know, you know, we'll start and we'll stop or we'll try different things and we'll yeah. experiment. So it's good to know. Yeah. People need to yeah. hear that. Yeah. Okay. So there was this customer who wanted me to make a, a diaper cover and I know the technique of making a diaper cover, but I didn't, I was like, I don't feel like it. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and make it and see how it comes out. Okay. I made it for her. She wanted it. Ever since I posted it on Etsy, I've been getting, um, a good response from it. People wanted mm-hmm. it, purchased it, you know, and stuff like that. I was like, Oh, okay. I mean, I was, I was pleased with it. So, I mean, it's been since 2015, 2016, since I um, started this baby outfit um, wear line, and I have mm-hmm. no experience in doing it, right? So right now we're in, we're in t- um, 2020. I plan on um, taking it to the next level. I've already mm-hmm. worked with promoters 
um, baby models and stuff like that. So I'm seeing great results and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I'm, so what is next level for you? What does that mean when, when you say, I want to take it to the next level? What are you, what Um, are you envisioning? What do you see? So I'm, I'm planning on getting, I want, I would like to have a boutique where people can come in and shop. Um, I would like to go to other states where they can shop in person. Um, I have done vending, so I do plan on going back to vending as much as I can. Um, I would like to network with more people. Mm-hmm. Um, what so else? have you done like pop-up shops and stuff like that? You've done that before? I, I, have, I have done pop-up shops. I would like mm-hmm. to do my own pop-up shop. So that's, that is something in the works right now. I'm planning on doing one in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. then, you know, expand. So. And so when you do those, does it take a lot of work? Like when, so that's your plan. How long does that take to plan? Does it take you weeks? Does it take you months? It will have to take me months because I have to manufacture these outfits. And that's another thing. Um, when I level up, I would like to um, hire you know, find a manufacturing company or a manufacturer. I, I had a manufacturer that did my woman's wear line and I had somebody that um make um baby slippers. So I would have to um find somebody that can produce more. So that's another thing. So Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um a couple of people that I've talked to, a couple of fashion designers, that's their thing is they're like I can't keep up with demand. Like people mm-hmm. really want, so it's a good thing. It's a yeah, good sure. thing. It's a good problem. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Yeah. So that's awesome. So you said your father's from Nigeria. Is that why you decided to go with that print? Were you, um, no. like, was it just automatic? Like, oh yeah, this is the print that, I'm going to do. Can that, take that, off. That, that is a good question. Now, let me go back. Right. Mm-hmm. I've been, we're in 2020. Every time when I have to figure out what year I was thinking about or what I did, I always ask myself what what year we in. So I just have to figure out something. <laughs> um, I think it was about three or four years ago. I kept thinking why I like fashion. Mm-hmm. Why is that, right? Um, there was a scene in Cinderella. <laughs> Cinderella where um, two of my favorite parts of Cinderella was when the mice and the birds were designing the outfit. Uh-huh. There's a scene where they just dropped the um, I don't know, they, they dropped some part of the fabric and it just looks so marvelous. And I was, I was young at that time when I was watching it. And there was another scene where she transformed into a beautiful princess. Mm-hmm. So I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted to become a fashion designer. And I, I used to, I grew up near um, the fashion district too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Allahu Alam. Yeah. Um, and another thing that got me interested in graphics was there was this music video I used to watch back when I was younger. I can't remember the name of it. I, I I, I wish I knew the group name. It was a rap, um, a rap group. Mm-hmm. They had like um, a car driving through. It was computer graphics. I, I, I can't. Oh. I think you. Okay. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I think that's one of the reasons why I like you know graphics and stuff like that. I just I, I just like creative stuff because it's it's I don't know. I, so 
and then oh and to get back into um prints yeah how did you decide to go with that print all right with that style Um, all right um dang i'm trying to figure out (laughs) i think it has something to do with me selling prints Mm -hmm. because i first started selling african prints um 2012 or something and then Mm -hmm. i think i decided to like incorporate with my um with my line i mean i can't remember you know why i got into it right so yeah and it's i'm assuming because you're on east coast it's pretty easy to find african prints for you oh yeah yeah i went to go get some fabric for my uh my grandson i was trying to make a sling and mm. I'm looking, going to all these different places. I'm like, they don't have anything. And I'm like, mm. no, I want African print. And they're like, oh, how about? I'm like, no, that's not. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I don't want like, like, kente, <laughs> like a kente cloth fabric or some like traditional mm-hmm. fabric. And I'm not familiar with all of the technical names mm-hmm. of all the different fabrics. So I'm like trying to name what I, what comes to mind. And mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah, I don't think we have that. And I'm thinking maybe it's because I'm in California. So I'm like, yeah. Um just recently several months ago a sister asked for prints right and she's also located in california so i looked it up and i think you guys have only about from what i've seen about four i mean i think in somewhere in like northern california i mean i'm not sure Mm -hmm. so yeah but it is yeah but you you are more more than likely find prints in like my my neck of the words so yeah yeah. (laughs) So what advice would you give someone that's just starting out? Someone that's younger, they're just starting out, and they're like, you know, I just want to get people interested in my, you know, in my line, in my clothing line. What advice would you give them? So you got to write a plan out. I mean, I'm, I, I don't like to schedule myself, but I do plan on sticking to a schedule because once you stick to a schedule, that's when your vision becomes clear. If you're just going on a whim, it's like, okay, you're going zigzag. Like, you just have to have a tunnel vision. And if 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 you're working for somebody, come up with a, an exit strategy plan. Mm-hmm. That I suggest that you do that. Just try to figure out how much money you would like to save before you quit. Um, try to talk, about, talk it out with your family members. Um, try to figure out how you're going to do it. It's, mm-hmm. it's all about planning. That's right. it. And right. just, and, um, I don't know, don't be afraid. Cause it was a, I was afraid of leaving my job and I left my job October 18th or 26th, 2016. It wasn't easy and it was just a sign of relief. So, <laughs> so what did you do? How did you plan? You said you have to have a plan. How did you plan to lo- to to leave your job? What did you do first? Did you save up? Did you what did you plan? Oh my goodness! I remember some people say, "Oh, you have to have six months of savings." Yeah, you know, before you know your business is gonna take off. What do you agree with that? What did you do? I'm kind of I'm kind of a rebel. Sometimes I don't play by the rules. Um, I have saved. I I thought I saved enough, but it, it wasn't. Um, I have been writing down when I'm going to leave and how much I was going to save. But when I was at the job that I wasn't feeling, 
Mm-hmm. I decided to leave um two weeks. I just gave him two weeks um notice. I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I, I was just like I just bounced. I just put in on my two weeks notice and, and that's that. That's that. <laughs> like no, because when this I used is to gonna work have to work because I'm yeah, not doing this. Because when, <laughs> when I used to work at um Conway back in what is it? Two, oh, 2008. Mm-hmm. I just left without a plan. See, the difference between me leaving 2008 and leaving in 2016 it was the plan. Mm-hmm. So when I did that, I was like, you know what? Let me not make the same mistake like I did last time. So it's just all in the plan. You just got to write it out, draw it out, do whatever you want. Do whatever you need to do. Vision board. Do all of that. Yeah. 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 So what did you do for your vision board this year? What's on your, is that so, your your boutique? And what's on your vision board for 2020? My vision board? I don't even have one yet, but I'm going to build one. But right now what I do is I have a, um, a calendar and then I just write my to-do list. Mm-hmm. My vision board is going to be, you know, um, sky's the limit, boutique, networking, because I'm I'm an introvert. But hey, listen, if I gotta meet with people, then right. I gotta meet up with people. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Um, how do you how do you prepare for that as an introvert? Like, okay, I'm an introvert. I gotta go out here and meet people face to face. What is there something like that you go through? Do you relax? Do you like tell yourself, hype yourself up? You gotta you practice. You gotta yeah. practice. I remember one time when my little brother um was preparing for an interview so mm-hmm. i would you know go over some interview questions with him and mm-hmm. we would practice hand gestures and stuff like that so that that is something that i have to practice as well you mm-hmm. know speaking to people and stuff like that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it is it is hard i think that um for us as introverts we have to kind of make our own little stuff. We have to come up with little creative things and creative ways to do things. Cause Mm -hmm. I think without the internet, I don't think I could just have a brick and mortar, like a building where I have to see people all day and be there. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, for me, it would be like having a nine to five, like having a regular job. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why my, my crochet business, when I started doing um, the, the year between 2000 and, what was it, 2008 to 2015, mm-hmm. I wasn't really doing so well. It's because I kept relying on social media so much because I didn't feel like, you know, going out there and this and that, the third. I mean, so you just have to learn from your mistakes and mm-hmm. try to do something different. So so what do you use for your marketing other than social media? So um, I just contact other um, marketing agencies, um, what else i you know paid posts work with um baby models parents that has large following and large engagements mm-hmm. so that's what i do for the meantime mm-hmm. and then you know i have a facebook group so i mean yeah i have facebook facebook group but what i do is i use my my facebook account and um try to post up my designs and then also plan on doing live videos, live shopping and stuff like that. So I can engage with, you know, potential customers. Mm-hmm. That would be fun to watch you shop and yeah, yeah I'm going shopping. I'm getting this mm-hmm. and getting these supplies. Yeah. And it'll help you not be so shy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've done, you know, live videos, like selling my prints and stuff like that. So I've done that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. So one of the things that people talk about in the fashion industry is sustainability and the amount of waste that goes into fashion. What do you think about that? Like, what are your thoughts about um, making sure that things are like recyclable or sustainable or not wasting? Okay, so the I've watched a video of I think it's somewhere I think it was in India. Um, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. where how they produce um, leather. The way they was handling leather is they would just wash it off and the rest of the dye goes into the river. Mm. And I was just like, I was just shocked. Right. So what I try to do is if I can't, I mean, I, I save scraps and I, I plan on um, either reuse it or um i wanted to sell it to see if anybody's interested because there are some artists that would like to um you know use textiles painting well, so like I, would like to, hmm? I would say welcome salam we have well, some, like salam. Salam. <laughs> <laughs> salam. yeah so. so you to sell the fabric to to for artists that's a good yeah, idea yeah that's that's one of the plans or i could just you know take the scraps and give it to some organizations that I just found out about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of the plans. That's a really good idea. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah I, didn't think about, I, I didn't think about that because people do, like, textile art. Yeah. Like, one time, whew, I was heading home, and I saw one of my um, neighbor's garbage, and I saw a crocheted blanket in the garbage, and I was offended. I was like... <laughs> could have went inside a recycling bag it could have just went into i don't know yeah. something that could have been recyclable because mm-hmm. we got to save the planet i mean if you look at the, how our water is nowadays oh i'm de- i mean it's disgusting yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. And now, you know, they would they want to charge to have clean water. I used to make I used to make this joke and I would say, I'm gonna put my air in my mama's name. But like, so we're gonna be paying for air. We gotta pay for water. Because mm-hmm. like, so, <laughs> if you don't pay for water, you never know what kind of water you're gonna get. Yeah. So I was like, soon we're gonna be walking around with oxygen masks. We have to pay for air these days. Oh, so we have Lord, clean, fresh so air. <laughs> so I noticed you have your um your uh is it your black your Black History Month sale? Tell me a little bit about about that. What what do you have? What are you working on? And what sale do you have going on right now? So about that, the coupon code is B as in boy, H as in Hector, M as in Mary. The number one zero B H M ten, and you'll save off ten percent. I mean, um, Black History Month shouldn't just be Black History Month. It should just be, you know, all the way around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I find it interesting that um, after all these years, we find out certain things about Black history. And and I mean, I, I just don't know. I just, um, sorry, I'm just stumbling. I don't even know what to say. But <laughs> no um, it's, it's important that you know, children, especially African-Americans, look deeper beyond what the school teaches them about Black history. You know, talk to um, people that are familiar with the history of Black history. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, not a lot of them are. And I noticed even for me, like, I don't know a lot about black history. Mm -hmm. um, my husband went and he took um, a black history class in college. And he said, you know, in, in high school, junior high school, all they're going to teach you is, you know, you were slaves. That's it. Mm -hmm. He was like, if you want to know about your real history, you have to take a you have to take that class in college. Mm. So, you know, he, I used to always get on him because he has all these black history books. I'm like, babe, these books are old. Why do we still have these books? You don't read them. But he's like, that's our history, girl. You gotta keep mm -hmm. the books. That's history. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to give them to our kids or our grandkids. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very important um, to him that we pass that down to our family. So I converted to Islam and I didn't know anything oh, about, about Islam. And so when I met him, he was like, your name's Aisha. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, do you know what your name means? And do you know whose name that I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, my mom named me after Stevie Wonder's daughter. So he was just, you know, he was really into black history and into Islam and stuff like that. So I learned a lot from him in high school. Yeah. So how is business for you during Ramadan and Eid? Like, I know a lot of people, it's like business is crazy. It's more, it's more busy because they're buying gifts. Is it the same for you or do you find yourself more busy? Um, can't, I don't think it's, I mean, it's, it's here and there. It's not that busy. Mm -hmm. But this year, I do plan on focusing more on Ramadan. Mm -hmm. So that is why I have been making advertisements about, um, excuse me, if anybody wants their e-dresses to be made, my cutoff date is the third week of April. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I really don't want to work too much during the month of Ramadan, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, that's that's the plan. Yeah. But last last time it was just you know here and there because mm -hmm. I did I didn't really I planned it but it's just like you know I was it was I was just a little over the place right. so inshallah this this Ramadan I mean I'm hoping to get a good amount of um you know sales good amount of um clients that's interested right and then you know leave off for Ramadan hopefully yeah. inshallah inshallah yeah mm -hmm. that's good to hear i'm always concerned so like oh yeah ramadan is my busiest time of year mm -hmm. and i know for me i'm like how i can't enjoy it if i'm just like so busy working and stuff like that so i try to plan and kind of slow things down during that time because i'm like in the match until three yeah. o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. so i'm just trying to you know read quran and mm -hmm. i'm like i can't it's hard for me to focus on you know really getting the most benefit. I'm like, it's like if, you know, if you have a house guest or somebody comes to visit you, yeah. but you're at work all day, you're not spending time yeah. with your guests and you're not interacting with them. Yeah. So I can, I can't, I can only imagine, but I know for some people they're like, it's my busiest time of year. And I'm like, and then yeah. what really gets me is when they wait to the last minute to get some eat outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen, don't contact me a week before. Cause the week before, forget about it. We're scrambling. Right. <laughs> yeah so y'all hear that if y'all want to eat outfits you got to contact her what is it yeah, what's your deadline I've been, I've, I've been advertising it mm -hmm. listen i've been advertising what is your you're on facebook what's your facebook group or how do you want people to contact you so they can text me at 347-815-3492 i have an instagram page um underscore then a z is in zebra a h r a n y c Okay. Or I mean that's for the um the women's wear women's wear line. Mm -hmm. And then my baby wear line is jdezaclothingco.com. I mean jdezaclothingco. That's the okay. Instagram name. Yep. Okay. And I'll make sure I share both of those as well. 
Well, it was really nice to have you. Alhamdulillah, I'm so excited. I was like, I hope she, I hope she's available. I hope she's available. I know it's late. It's late for you. It's, we no, have it's, big, it's we have fine. A big time, we have the big time difference. It's fine because when you had co contacted me, I was working on a new outfit. Mm -hmm. um, I just finished my dress, and then I'm making a matching dress out of it. So I like, I'm working. Post it, <laughs> huh? So, so you was up working. <laughs> yeah, and then I got yeah. orders to work on. Like, my goodness, <laughs> baby outfits orders. So I have to get that too. Mm -hmm. Well, at least you have a good you have a good problem of needing uh, a manufacturer. So inshallah, yes. I'm gonna sure. be bugging and test checking in with you. Be like, sis, did you get your manufacturer yet? What's your, <laughs> your boutique coming? So inshallah, <laughs> we'll have we'll have another interview maybe next year and see how much things have, have grown for you. Okay, inshallah. All right, thanks everybody for joining us here on the live. If you missed the live and you want to catch the replay, you can hear it on Spreaker or iTunes or Google Play, all your favorite podcast players to hear tonight's episode. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Thanks for having me. Well, that is it for tonight's episode of Manifest Your Brilliance. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you, Sister Jamat, for joining me tonight. You can join us next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, live on Instagram. We are at Manifest Your Brilliance. Next week, we are joined by Jordanian fashion design student, Leila Alathkani from Sacramento, California. She talks about her upcoming fashion show for SAC Fashion Week, as well as her UC Davis fashion show. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and turn on your notifications so that you can be a part of our live studio audience. Did you know that you, during our live show, you can call in via Anchor FM and leave your recorded audio comment? Also subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so that you never miss an episode.